Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. What a screamed movie line! That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Hey, buddy. Oh, hello. <laughs> We're just going to pretend like we haven't just done day. a bit of bonkers episode just these before have this. To go, these are compa- These are forever sister episodes. Oh, yeah. They're oh, going to yeah. go right after one another. This is going to be right after the last week you listened to the debacle of, fruit. Of both the debacle that was both the topic from Stuart the evil robot and Hal's computer crashing multiple times and then his power just going off. Yeah. The great part is this topic was suggested by someone else who sounds like the computer programmer that created Stuart, which is Tim Santry. Ooh, Tim Santry. Santry Telesystems has created an advanced AI to help solve <laughs> the world's problems. Nothing could possibly go wrong. Yes. The system to unite all technology. Stuart is online <laughs> all right who am i that's the last thing you want to hear oh no <laughs> okay so i loved this topic we this was one that months maybe even a year ago hal found this in the the email and forwarded to me and was like oh my god this topic is amazing i'm really excited to do this and i was like me too and then as i am you know want to do yeah. i decided it was time for my annual email check And I noticed this one again and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about this topic. And it's so fun and so funny to me because so many of these are just imprinted on both our lives as people of our age and where we come from and the movies that we grew up with, but also just like society at large. Yeah. Yelled movie lines. They're a a tradition. They wind up in the trailer frequently, and dare I say they are a delight. And I have compiled, to make it easier for us, a list of, I think, 17 of them. Oh, boy. We can whittle this list down. So rather than go through every line ever yelled in a movie, we have compiled for you a list of about, I think there's 17 of them on here, uh, classic yelled movie lines and if i may hal you know you and i both grew up actors and have been acting for a while what say you and i perform some of the greatest yelled movie lines of all time we can go back and forth on them okay okay why don't you start since we're starting in uh, the city of brotherly love sure yo adrian we did it that's one from rocky yeah number two from star trek Okay, number three is from Anchorman. Loud noises! From There Will Be Blood. I drink your milkshake! And then Kindergarten Cop, they have, shut up! But I think what should be there is, I think he yells it's not a tumor, doesn't he? And maybe he just says it's not a tumor. The the shut up is just the the giant scream that shuts all the kids up. And then he starts to work with them. Yeah. I will blow this whistle. Yeah. He does the whistle stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next from Titanic. I'm the king of the world. And then from Jerry Maguire, the show me the money, which is the Tom Cruise version, of course. Of course. 
the, there's another version of Jerry Maguire. Oh, that you Tom Cruise version of the line. The Tom Cruise version of the line. Because, gotcha. Because Cuba Goody Jr. is also yelling it. From the Fellowship of the Ring, you shall not pass. Can you do the next one too? Because I've never seen the professional. Oh, it's so good. I've heard. From the professional. Everyone. Everyone? Everyone! That uh streetcar of desire, of course you have. Stella! And from Braveheart, freedom! And then Peter Finch and Network say, I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore! Then, of course, the great Nicolas Cage. Bees! <laughs> Soylent Green. Soylent Green is made of people! It's people! Then we get, of course, to my father's favorite yelled line in a movie from A Few Good Men. You can't handle the truth! I led from Goonies. You got, hey, you guys. And of course, finally, from the 300, this is Sparta. There are that, more. Cannot be the whole list. No, I mean, that is the, can you think of any that could beat all of these? Yes. If, it, if it's the no at the end of Revenge of the Sith that Darth Vader yells. Well, then I've got two. <laughs> One is from Empire Strikes Back. Which is Luke going, no, that's not true. That's impossible. That's very famous. It is very famous. I don't know that it beats. I think there are ones in this that beat that one, but we can put it on the list. You've also got, you can pick an Indiana Jones. You could do the snakes. I hate snakes. Or that wasn't being, but that was only yelled because they were in a plane. You could pick any, there are a number of shouted lines in the sequence with the spiked ceiling and floor from Temple of Doom. <laughs> That's true. But the one I was thinking of that mm-hmm. I thought for sure would be on this list. Well, it is about to be. Is Denzel Washington in Training Day saying, King, King Kong, Kong got, got nothing on me. me. Yeah. All right. I'm putting the King Kong That's one gotta in be there. on there. All right. So let's take a look at this list. And are there any that stand out to you as they don't make it quite the qualifying time. Well, what, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. What would make the winner for you? What do you mean? Like what criteria? What would, yeah. What would make you say, this is clear. Like you love this topic. I think it's great too, mm-hmm. but I'm curious in your excitement about it. Was it mm-hmm. just, we'd get to scream a bunch of stuff for movies. Or- yes. And also I think it's a hilarious topic. Sure. And I think, I think the joy for me is there's something in, there's that magic of the movies to not to sound cliche, but completely to sound cliche. Uh, there's the magic of the movies and that it's a shared experience by all of us. And there are certain lines that when yelled, everyone knows what you're talking about. They bring delight. They bring memories of the movie. I think it's going to be one that is from a movie that every, not if, if not everybody knows the movie, everybody at least knows that line from the movie if i just yelled this randomly in a grocery store at least half of the people in the grocery store would know that it was a quote and what movie it was from let me try something with you then i'm gonna say a line uh-huh a yellow line uh-huh and i want you to tell me if you recognize the movie it's from okay just i'm just trying this out mm-hmm. there's this because they're gonna come to me this may be a movie this may be a game we play throughout the episode okay as i think of more all right ready Mm-hmm. I want him dead. I want his family dead. I want his house burned to the ground. You know what that's from? I va- I recognize. It. Is it? It's not Dick Tracy, is it? It's not. What it's is it? Brian De Palma's 
The Untouchables. Oh, that's right. Robert De Niro is Al Capone. I do, yes. Ordering the death of Elliot Ness. I knew I recognized it as I was I got the wrong Italian. I went with Pacino. I thought it was Pacino's big boy versus uh De Niro's Capone. Slow it down. Slow the tape down. Big boy did it. Big boy did it. Big boy. <laughs> okay, what else you got? I'll I'll think of more as we go. Oh, okay. I th- I feel like this list just feels incomplete to me. What I I I look I I'm sorry I don't I don't you know how to apologize well, in any counts. way. Is that a shouted line? That was a, yeah. so. Son of a woman is an odd one because he just shouts everything in that. Movie. In the whole, yeah, that's the first. That's like the emergence of shouty Alpacino. Yeah, yeah, and there's there are a lot of movies where the whole the character just shouts the whole time. Like one that I could have that I thought to put on this list, but it felt too long. I think part of it also is it has to be just a few words. Or at one point I was thinking we could make a whole list of these just out of single words yelled. Sure, but I think it needs to be short. And the, which is the reason I didn't put Ezekiel twenty five seventeen on it, even though the end of Ezekiel twenty five seventeen in Pulp Fiction is absolutely shouted before they shoot Frank Whaley in the chest. Yes. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Pulp Fiction, it's, you know, 30 years old. Whoops. What about say hello to my little friend? Is that shouted from Scarface? See, that's this like, I, I guess. Shouted enough. So let's think about why the shout is happening. Maybe that'll help us. If the shouting is done. And that's that was why my first thought about some of the Indiana Jones ones are he's only shouting to be heard over the noise of something. I see. It's not the emotion. Like a few good men, it's Tom Cruise has been kneeling yeah. him and it is a, it is a breaking to, point. Yeah. Jessup yeah. wants to admit that he did it. He doesn't like that. He has to hide it. Exactly. Caffey is drawing that out of him. by antagonizing so, him. Yeah. I think that it's going to wind up being one where it's the emotion of it that leads to the outburst as opposed to simple mechanics of sound. You know what I mean? And there are yeah. some that very dramatically change or, you know, they shape the plot of their movie. Sure. You know what I mean? Yelling, this is Sparta, and then kicking the Persian emissary into a pit. Yeah. That sets into motion the events of the movie. Show me the money. Him standing there on the phone, having to shout, show me the money to uh Cuba Gooding Jr.'s character is what led him to lose every other client he had except Cuba. Yes, that's right. Loud noises is just a funny one. That's very funny. It's great Steve Carell. Yeah. Great Steve Carell delivery. They're all yelling at the time. They're all making noise at the time, and he just yeah. doesn't have anything to contribute. Yeah, and he just wants to contribute, so he just yells loud noises. Yeah. Classic brick. I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. Sets the movie into motion. Yes, that is a very important moment for that character and for the film. Mm-hmm. And sort of it helps not summarize what the film is about. The film right. is more about the media than about one person, but it is about what has been created and it's a fantastic movie. If you haven't seen Oh, it's great network. network. It is well worth watching. That's I I saw that in college when the AFI released their first list of 100 years 100 movies. Mm-hmm. I had only seen like 15 of them. Oh, really? I started renting them 3 at a time. Oh, brilliant. And I think at this point I have 30 or less left. But I, the majority of those I saw within two years. Mm-hmm. I just started going crazy on them. Which is, are there any that you've just avoided? You're like, oh, that movie feels like homework. 
but you know you have uh, to get to it. I have not watched Birth of a Nation. Oh, that is reasons. that. Wait, that's on the list. It was on the original list. I'm pretty sure. Oh no, that needs to be removed. I've never uh, Lawrence of Arabia. I've tried to start a couple times, and it just feels like it's going to be when the overture is 25 minutes long. It just mm-hmm. feels like I'm going to be in for like I I love Ben Hur. I think Ben Hur mm-hmm. is a very good movie, but you have to. That is an appointment that you have to make. Yeah, that's a day. What am I going to watch? Oh, let's throw Ben-Hur on. You don't throw Ben-Hur on. You make a choice (laughs) to watch it because it's so long. Yeah. It's like when you have a day where you're like, I'm going to watch all three of the Star Wars prequels. You know what I mean? Like you set aside that amount of time. Yes. Yes. Except you're watching one movie or like nobody's like, I'm just going to watch. It's a mad, 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 mad world. I mean, there are a lot of reasons why somebody wouldn't just say that, but chief among them is it's a very long movie. I've never very, seen that one. It is, that was like the who's who of comedy. And oh, yeah. Spencer Tracy. Amazing. That's that is uh, I feel like a lot of six degrees of Kevin Bacon's run through that movie. Yes. Because it linked old Hollywood and new Hollywood. Yeah. At the time when Jonathan went there like that young upstart, Jonathan Winters. Yeah. You mean Maude Frickert? <laughs> Let me ask you this. Are there any on this list that are you just like that are personal favorites of yours? Like I have Goonies on here because hey, you guys is just a delightful moment in that movie. And it's always been one of my favorite movies ever. So I was like, yeah, you know what? It's one of the, and, and that's what I was thinking of when I was saying, like, I think our winner is going to be something that when yelled, everybody know, or at, at least a large chunk of people know, know that it's from a movie, know what movie it's from. It, I'm the king of the world. He yelled it in his Oscar speech. Yes. Some of these are cultural moments. Some of them, many of them have transcended the movie that they were in. Yeah. I think I drink your milkshake kind of ascended beyond there will be blood regardless Mm -hmm. of whether you like that movie or not yeah it has come and gone i don't think people remember the movie at large Mm -hmm. as much as they remember i drink your milkshake i drink it up yeah but that also that is part of the entire like you have a milkshake and i have a milkshake and my i have you have a straw and my straw goes across the room (laughs) Like it is a large, that's right before he beats the guy to death with the bowling pin, right? Yeah. That's the thing too. Like, do we want something that is a culmination of a line or a culmination of a monologue? Or do we want it to be like, is, is the best yelled line ramped up to, or is the best yelled line? Does it just surprise you when it pops? You know what I mean? I think it grabs you wherever it is. I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Grabs you. That it does. It feels like the voice of a movement. Yes. Which it is. Mm-hmm. You know, the shut up from kindergarten cop. There are better, like if you want an Arnold Schwarzenegger, like probably a more famous shouted line of his would be get to the chopper. Right. Which is from predator. Right. Which is, but which is also not based on emotion. It's volume required in the heat of battle. Yeah. Or you could have him in Predator going, I am here. Come get me. Like that is more, <laughs> I feel like his, his more famous lines, like the mm-hmm. shut up is in there. It's fun. Kindergarten Cop is an enjoyable movie. Yeah. I like it very much. I would eliminate that. Yeah. I would eliminate also probably the bees from Wicker Man. Just yes. as much fun as it is. It's, 
it's bonkers and it's Nicolas Cage, but it's if we we might be the only show that has ever earnestly tried to draw a comparison and choose between Patty Chayefsky's immortal line about the state of affairs in the society and Nicolas Cage wearing a helmet full of bees. <laughs> That's why there are very few people who are able to manage that delicate balance. High five, buddy. That's right. High five. So having talked for a few minutes about it, mm-hmm. do we think that we can pull probably five or six of these that we think are going to be the iconic great, like that we would be comfortable with being the best yelled line in a movie? Yes. I see. Let me see how many are, do I see? I see one. I see. I'm going to put together a secret list. I'm curious, like Family Feud, how many of them you'll be able to. And then you can add to it. I'm not saying I'm giving the only final list. Sure. But I'm going to compile a list. I see one. I see two. I see three, four, five, six. I'm. Wait, hold on. Let me look again. One, two. I see one. I see two. I see three. I see four. I see five. I want to throw a sixth in there. I'm going to, I'm going to, I am going to throw in the six. All right. I got six. You got six. Yeah. I thought you were going to give me five. I added one. All right. I know. I was just trying to give Ken a cut point right there. Why are you having him edit out all of the stuff that just, I just, just you slowly counting <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three. No. Yeah. This is what people three. <laughs> If there's anything a podcast audience enjoys and is the reason for a runaway success, it's me slowly counting things that nobody can see (laughs) but me. All right. I'm going to, here's the ones that I'm going to guess that you think are the iconic six. Go ahead. Okay. I'm going to guess, uh, Adrian from Rocky. That is one. Correct. I'm going to guess Khan from Star Trek two. It's Star Trek two, right? Yeah. The Wrath of Khan. That's right. Star Trek two. I, that is not on my list, but I, I feel like that is for sci-fi fans, the most iconic. It's pretty iconic. It's the iconic, the most iconic yelled line of a genre. But if it's not on your list, okay. So I'm going to go Adrian. Yes. I'm going to go with, I'm the king of the world. Yep. I'm going to go with show me the money. No. Okay. Not on my list. I'm fine leaving Show Me the Money off the list. I'm going to go with Stella. Marlon Brando iconically yelling Stella in A Streetcar Named Desire. Yep. I'm going to go with I'm Mad as Hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Yes. I'm going to go with You Can't Handle the Truth. Correct. And those were the first five. And now I'm going for the yes. one that you determined like, you know what? Yeah, this one is I worth me it. giving it like the six. Worth, it's worth having. Um, Is it Hey You Guys? It's not. Oh, I was hoping it was Hey You Guys. Is it King Kong Ain't Got Nothing On Me? I had a feeling. Because that is a great modern speech from an award-winning performance of mm-hmm. a fantastic movie that also became, I think that line has sort of ascended beyond the film. It has lived on. Maybe not to the extent of the other ones, which might merit its removal, but. Let me ask you this. We might, I think we, we remember that line differently. What is that line? It's King Kong ain't got shit on me. Okay. Because I only ever saw the trailer, saw the clips, and saw that movie on television. On USA. <laughs> when it was edited. 
So Not that yet. line in my brain is King Kong ain't got nothing on me. No, it's. That is so why there's so there's swearing that I did not. I don't know if I condone swearing in your sixth choice, Hal. Well, I know we're a clean show. Nobody's heard the swear. That's true. They could think that you're saying the show King Kong ain't got dandruff on me. Yeah, they could. You know, which is good because he's big and he could get dandruff on a lot of people at once. Goodness, Like he could drop more dandruff than that. Stay puffed dropped marshmallow. Onto uh, Peck. If you think that a hailstorm is bad, see what happens when Dandruff falls off a of King Kong. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody needs to go to Costco and get him the biggest bottle of Pert Plus that you can find. Did you know? I know we're not a film podcast, but we like movies mm-hmm. and we know a little we do. bit about them. Did you know that the snow in Edward Scissorhands was created with King Kong's Dandruff? Because I did not know Kong. that. He shows up and just rubs his shoulder over top of where you're filming, you know, he just stands behind the camera. Mm-hmm. Or he actually has to lean forward a little bit because his feet are so big. If he stands, you'll definitely right. see part of his toenail in the shot. So he leans forward and they use a crane. That's fascinating. And he rubs mm-hmm. his shoulder and and down comes the dandruff. I was wondering though, like how, because it can only, I thought that movie was shot on sound stages. It would have had to have been done outside. Or does Hollywood now have Super Kong sized sound stages where he can stand up straight? He takes the roof off. Oh, like party style or like physically? Like when they show, like when a comedian gets a talk show and the opening credits is them walking through the city and they like open up a building and use it for a lighter. Mm-hmm. Like oh, that. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, like the Ghost of Christmas present in Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yeah, he puts it back when he's done. Picks up a street lamp, clicks it on like a flashlight. Yeah. Oh, okay. Same, same concept. Man, it's so cool to learn how movies are made. It really is. It's It might be ruining one kind of magic, but it's opening you up to a whole different kind of magic. Why don't we take a little break, learn about some of the other fantastic podcasts on the Maximum Fun Network, and then when we come back, we will determine which of the, because I'm completely comfortable with this list, though I will absolutely adamantly say right now, you should definitely see the movie The Professional. It is brilliant. Jean Reno is fantastic in it and in his very understated performance. Gary Oldman is fantastic in it and in a ludicrously overstated performance as the villain. And it introduced the world to Natalie Portman. So, I do to watch it. It's, it is a blind spot in my film watching. It's really fun. But we'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk about those five. Hey folks, it's me, James Arthur M., host of Minority Corner, your home through these wild times for weekly doses of pop culture, history, news, nerdy stuff, and more through a BIPOC queer and allied lens. I already took you back in time through one time machine. We're going back even further. Oh my god, ooh, here we go. I'm holding on. I know it seems scary because now we're in the 1830s. I know. No, and we I hold on. Like Continuing along on the White People's Apology Tour, Justin Timberlake. That is Minority Corner. <laughs> Like having those difficult conversations, those necessary conversations. This is now the moment for, for, for white people to be rising up and going, this is our problem. So join me and some of your new BFFs every Friday here on Maximum Fun to stay informed, empowered, and have some fun. Minority Corner, because together we're the majority. Hey, I'm Janet Farney, host of the JV Club podcast. Ah, oh, high school. Was it a time of adventure, romance, and discovery? Class of 95, we did it! Or a time of angst, disappointment, and confusion. We're all tied together by four years of trauma at this place, but enjoy adulthood, I guess. The truth is, it was both. 
So join me on the JV Club podcast where I invite some great friends like Kristen Bell, Angela Kinsey, Oscar Nunez, Neil Patrick Harris, and Keegan-Michael Key to talk about high school, the good, the bad, and everything in between. My teenage mood swings are getting harder to manage. The JV Club. Find it on Maximum Fun. It's weird that we didn't even talk about You Shall Not Pass. It's a good one. What about Attica from Dog Day Afternoon? Attica, Attica, Attica. What about the one guy in Spartacus who says, I am Spartacus. <laughs> I think the best line screamed in a movie is in the original Beauty and the Beast from 91 when they're singing the bell song. And that one woman runs in and just goes, I need six eggs. That's too expensive. <laughs> but hey, we already said we were going to come back and talk about these five. So I don't think we can talk about the it's too expensive lady. What about uh, what about are you or the, I need six eggs lady? What's that? What about are you not entertained from Gladiator? Are you not entertained? It's a great line. I, there's so many great ones. I'm that was the line out. I used to use in the Aladdin musical at Disneyland. When I would come down the stairs as the genie, because there was always like a little drum roll moment. And then they're like, and then say a line. I'm like, ah, okay. Okay. So that was the one that I would throw in. Oh, we should have mentioned before we're back from a break. Oh, that's right. We did. We never, we forgot to say, uh, I started thinking about the song from Beauty and the Beast and the I need six eggs lady. And have we been back all this time? Is that what you're saying, Ken, in the chat? Ken's chatting to us. I know. Here's some inside baseball. We record. Oh, he's sighing. You know what? No, well, he texted the word sigh. I don't know if he is actually sighing. Raw version of this. Oh no, he is. I can even do an impression of what it sounds like. You want to hear? Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a good Ken. Yeah, we've heard that sigh a lot. I thought of some more. Okay. <laughs> this re- this episode really is just us wanting to shout lines. From yeah, movies. I think. We're, all right, wait. Let's come back for a break. We'll say we're back for a break now. Okay, and we're back. Okay. I thought of a couple more. I think so did I. During the break. <laughs> Let's just see if we've got our five. Right now, our five are Adrian. I'm the king of the mm-hmm. world. Stella, I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. And you and, can't handle the truth. And you can't handle the truth. So let's throw in a couple more that we've thought of and see mm-hmm. if they can take the place of anything or if okay. they deserve to be added. Okay. One, we've So we've eliminated King Kong and got uh, bleep on me. Yes. Okay. Because we don't swear on this show. Wouldn't it be great if Ken covered that with the word? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that I think it has ascended, but I don't know that it's I don't mm-hmm. think it can stand up to these five. Right. We, we didn't really talk about you shall not pass, which is certainly something that has outlived the movie. Yeah. Not outlived, but but ascended beyond the movie. Sure. I mean, Maybe you can't outlive Gandalf, the white. That's right. The birth of Gandalf, the death of Gandalf the Grey, and the, yeah. his rebirth as Gandalf the White. That the it's last a huge thing. moment. That's the last thing that Gandalf the Grey says. Yeah. His last Except thing. maybe in the fight, I don't know, before he was like, ow, ah, man. This, yeah. Ugh. Not ugh. in the face. We Come on. Not in the face. That is my beard. <laughs> yeah. It's hot. Bal- is it Balrog? Or do, you, do I have to say the whole name? Or is it just Balrog? That was the last thing he ever said. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, he's polite when he's fighting a monster. D- does that line, just because we gave it no attention in the first mm-hmm. half, does that stand up to any of these five? Does it um, a place among them? I mean, it is, it's a character taking a huge stand in a moment, but it's a character that we expect to take huge stands. 
Yeah. I mean, it's iconic. It's it is iconic absolutely line. iconic. Sure. You remember when those two dudes uh, in cosplay, we were at one of the comic cons uh, at a table and <laughs> two dudes, I took a photo of them. They came, one came dressed as Gandalf and one came dressed as the knight from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And between them, they had a sign that said no passing zone. <laughs> I was very excited about that. Oh, so one of them was the Black Knight. Yeah, the Black Knight. <laughs> very funny. I don't know that it beats these. I think these are so iconic. Like anytime I'm, I'm trying to think also of moments and, but you know, you shall not pass also would fall into this. I'm thinking of lines that you would see when the Oscars does a montage of movie moments. Yep. You know what I mean? And That's all fair. of these would be in those. Yeah. What other ones did you think of as great? Let's try on Al Pacino and Dog Day Afternoon screaming Attica. Attica! 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 I think it's great. I think Attica is a great choice. I don't think it's necessarily as iconic a movie line as some of these others. Like, not everybody's going to know that line from Dog Day Afternoon. But this isn't most iconic. This is what's the best. And yeah, do you do you know the story behind this? Tell everybody. So the prison fight at Attica had actually just happened mm-hmm. in real life when they were shooting. Al Pacino is in, in this scene. He's trying to rile up this crowd. And he improvised that line based on what was just in the news about this prison fight to get the people in the crowd riled up. And uh, it also riled up the people in the movie theaters. And it was completely improvised. Wow. Which is like, oh, man. That's why Al Pacino is uh, Al Pacino. You know what I mean? Yeah. That he'll take a moment. I think that's a great one. So do you think it should be a finalist? Uh, I think it should definitely get a mention. Like I said, I don't know if it's if we're using the criteria of... It's time may have come and gone. Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel timeless. Yes. Okay. What, what else Here's did you want to add? That I think is timeless. Mm-hmm. From a movie that, from a best picture winner that I personally did not enjoy as much as the Oscars did, mm-hmm. which is 2000's Gladiator. Mm-hmm. When whatever Russell Crowe's character's name is says, are you not entertained? Yeah. That is. That's a good definitely one. Definitely like everybody was saying it. And it still feels like something that somebody would reference and somebody may go. What is that from? Because they haven't seen the movie, but they might be familiar. You might be familiar with the quote and not know the movie. And I don't know that that's the end all be all criteria, but I think it is interesting that some of these lines have lived past the movie. Like you don't have to have seen the movie to be aware of them. Right. Yeah. I think, are you not entertained? It, it is one of those moments. It's a moment of defiance as well. It's like it defines the movie. It also defines the character of Maximus in that movie. I want to add one more to the mix, too. Like you said, I don't know if that necessarily beats the ones that we have on here already. Yeah. For what it's doing, which is, by this rationale, we could go with the OG version of that, and I'm Spartacus. He doesn't yell that. No, everybody else yells it. No, they just, but they're not shouting. They're trying to be heard. Yeah, and then it goes to that, yeah. I want to throw in one that I've always loved just because it has baffled me, and I think it's wonderful. It's so arbitrary, the yelling, that it's jarring in the middle of a classic Disney film. I'll give it to you in context. Are you ready? Sure. Uh, Bonjour. Good day. How is your family? 
Bonjour. Good day. How is your wife? I need six eggs. <laughs> that the frantic mom that just runs into the frame and screams, I need six eggs. It is such a wonderful, weird moment in that movie. And it delights me very, very much. Why do you think she needs six eggs that bad? Because that feels like if she doesn't get those six eggs, something terrible will happen. Yeah, I I don't know. And also, it's a specific number. And did they not sell them by the dozen back then? Well, she's like, by the dozen. I need six. That's true. Was anything yelled in that movie? Yes. <laughs> I can't. I. <laughs> you couldn't get to whatever it was fast I enough. No, I was just thinking, like, how much are we gonna bleep? Ah, <laughs> uh, but I don't think I need six eggs. Is... Maybe it's Bonnie Hunt saying it's enough. Ah, <laughs> uh, shout out to Bonnie. Does somebody yell something in any given Sunday? I've never seen that movie, but I feel like there's a yelly line in there. How have you never seen any given Sunday? Being the football fan that you are. Cause I, I, it just felt like it, it felt like, uh, it, it just felt like it was going to be a whole thing <laughs> to watch it. It felt like a whole thing. I do like football. Maybe mm-hmm. those are the times where I think maybe I don't like football that much. <laughs> I don't know. Ken just put this in the chat. I don't know if this is in the movie any given Sunday, but the, the, the yell that happens whenever the monster truck rally is in town. Yeah. That line from any given Sunday, 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 Sunday. <laughs> oh God. That's funny. All right. Let, look, let's take a look at these that we have. I don't know if any of our honorable mentions are going to make it out of the honorable mention category, but we are looking still at Adrian. I'm the king of the world. Stella. I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. And you can't handle the truth. Do Adrian and Stella benefit from being a single word or does that not matter? And a name of a character that, yeah, one person is yelling the name out of absolute despair and one is yelling the name out of absolute ecstasy, ecstasy, but also like relief. The most important thing in that moment is Adrian is Adrian is that Mm -hmm. we did it, that they're there together. The love story of Adrian is Mm -hmm. sort of reigns supreme. Uh, yeah, like it benefits anything that's one word mm-hmm. benefits from that. I think I honestly, as classic a line as Stella is, I think Adrian has kind of supplanted it. Yeah, as, I would, I would at least now. Yeah. As something people will use, even if it's, it's generally to have fun. Like if you win like a game of Scrabble, mm-hmm. the hyperbole would be like, yo, Adrian, we did it. Or if you know somebody named Adrian, mm-hmm. you're more likely to go, yo, Adrian. That if you meet somebody named Stella, you're not going to go, Stella! Uh, I'll tell you this. Having worked at Universal Studios Hollywood for nine years in a window on New York Street as characters named Stanley and Stella, people would walk by all the time and look up and yell Stella at Gail or Lauren or uh, Dawn or Annie or whoever was playing at the moment. That said, I think, yeah, Adrian is a more iconic of the two. For, you know, modern audiences. I mean, I see two here that I think are the absolute finalists. Is it you can't handle the truth and I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore? One of those is correct. I think our two kickers here yeah. are mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore and Adrian. I think those are our two that it's going to be one of those two. Really? My two would be you can't handle the truth or I'm the king of the world. 
<laughs> well, we're going to have to get to the bottom of this, Hal. I can look, I can be convinced in either direction. Yeah. I mean, I love Adrian. I don't think it's Adrian. Yeah. And also, it goes back to that thing we were talking about before. The reason he's yelling it is, yes, out of uh, emotion. But do we ding it for him yelling it because he needed to be heard? He needed to be heard? Well, yeah. Well, the first one, he yells it because she's there. Mm -hmm. And that's all he wants is to see her. Mm -hmm. That's the most important thing. The second one, she's at home with their their child. And we did it because he's won the, the championship. Yeah. So I think the line is, it's iconic. But I don't think it's the best. I don't think it's the best line. Mm-hmm. I think that I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore is a really great turning point mm-hmm. for a character. I'm the king of the world is a really great moment mm-hmm. in a movie. And it shows him at his highest high and like his, it's a very good understanding of who he is as this carefree, like live in the moment mm-hmm. character who in that moment is a guy standing on the bow of the largest ocean liner ever and saying, I'm king of the world because that's how he feels. It's a great expression of character. Mm-hmm. However, I would argue that you can't handle the truth is the central truth of Nathan Jessup's character is that he is, he mm-hmm. has committed a heinous crime and ordered a heinous crime to be committed or he orders the code red. Mm-hmm. And allows this punitive punishment, even though it's been either frowned upon or outlawed in the Marines, because he feels he knows what's best because Mm -hmm. he's the only one. Everything that comes after you can't handle the truth. Though we Mm -hmm. live in a world with or that uh, that son. No. Yeah. Hold on. Let me see how far I can get into it. Yeah. 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 You can't handle the truth. Uh, That's as far as I can get into it. Son, we live in a world that has walls, and these walls have to be guarded by men with guns. Who's going to do that? You, you, Lieutenant Weinberg. I have more responsibility than you could possibly fathom. You yeah. weep for Santiago, and you curse the Marines, but you have that luxury. You have the luxury of not knowing what I know. That Santiago's death, while tragic, saved lives. My existence, while grotesque and incomprehensible to you, saves lives. Something I'm veering yes. off now, but yeah. that was one of those things that my whole family memorized. My dad knows it. My brother uh, and I knew it at one point. It's kind of similar. And I don't know if this counts as a shouted line that mm-hmm. put the coffee down. Coffee's for closers. That is a not a screamed line, but it is a yelled line. Mm-hmm. That character is less important. I mean, you can take Alec Baldwin's character out mm-hmm. of that film and then you have the Broadway play. Yeah, that part exactly. was written for him for the film. It is a great monologue, no doubt. And that is a great central line. Mm-hmm. that leads into more important information. Right. It's just a great attention getter. But you I think you're right. The truth yeah. Is it attention getter that also tells you the exact core of the character? Everything that he says after that is an expansion on you can't handle the truth yeah. rather than it being, you know, the yo Adrian, which has appeared in several forms mm-hmm. is very important in the first film. That's the only one where it's super important because mm-hmm. you see that what is more important than having won that match or, you know, more important than him going the distance and proving how great a fighter he is, is this woman who is his whole world. Mm-hmm. That is also a really great character moment that tells you a lot about him. But I don't think it's in the same way. I can't handle the truth is like this seed that gets fertilized and sprouts into a whole garden immediately. As mm-hmm. you learn more and more, it's that is a fantastically written monologue. Yeah. Your attention is grabbed right away by that line. You mm-hmm. have 
every bit of attention. And all you want to know after you hear it is what does that mean? Mm -hmm. So it takes you even further. I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore is the culmination of everything he's already said. And it is a great button on what he has. And they, I I say that going to the number of Sixers games I went to Mm -hmm. as a young adult where they played the whole, like, now I want you to get up out of your seats. I want you to go to your window throw it open, stick your head out and yell. And then they would insert, let's go Sixers. But <laughs> that is a, that is a great culmination line. But also a Philly crowd. We know how like brutal and tough you guys are. I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Sounds like something that they would encourage you to yell at any Philly athletic event. It's just the baseline way that we feel <laughs> at all sporting events as we get ready to lose. There is an argument I think to be made for the fact that it's not just yelled by him. It is a movie line that is yelled that everyone is encouraged to yell and that other people actually yell besides just him. Absolutely. Yes, it is a rallying cry. But I think you're right. You Can't Handle the Truth is the yelled movie line that the entire movie builds up to happening. Yelling that is the thing that Colonel Jessup wants to do, but knows he can't for the whole movie. It's the thing that Tom Cruise and Demi Moore and Kevin Pollack want him to do more than anything else is have this outburst. They goad him into this outburst. He's a man who's always in control, mm-hmm. who always has rank on everybody. He's mm-hmm. always in a high status position. And throughout the film, every time you see him, he is demonstrating his power, not abusing it. I mean, Mm -hmm. he is ultimately abusing it by the things that he allows to happen and encourages to happen under his command. But he is completely in control. And the animalistic way that he conducts himself in the name of duty, honor, service, and to save lives, as he puts it, is always hidden under this veneer of control. So when he loses all control and puts out his central thesis, which is not only to Daniel Caffey, but everybody in that courtroom, Everybody mm-hmm. who is not him, nobody can handle the truth. Markham couldn't handle the truth. That's why, you know, he could have justified it the same way. That That's why Markham took his own, you know, he went on the run. He couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle the responsibility. That's why we joined together, but I ascended the ranks better than him. Yeah. Because he can't handle the truth, and I understand it. Do you think this yelled line... You can't handle the truth at the beginning of this tirade and at the beginning of this great moment in his life. Do you think this is a more iconic line than the line that ends this whole thing, which is, I'm going to rip the eyes out of your head and piss into your dead skull, you with the wrong Marine? I mean, that is quite a sandwich. I just wanted to give Ken so much bleeping. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it, it says everything about the character and along with that line. That the thing he tries to do after admitting that he ordered it Mm -hmm. was to get up and leave. Yeah. That he still believed like, yeah, I did it. All right. I'm going to go have dinner with my sister because she's in D.C. Yeah. And I made those plans with her. Or I'm going to go. Well, he actually gets up and says, I'm going to go back to my base. Like, I'm going to go back to my base. I think the post credit sequence in that movie should just be his sister sitting at dinner waiting with a candle that's down to a nub. Look at more bread, (laughs) ma'am. I guess I can just go ahead and order Paramount. (laughs) I'll have. (laughs) I think you're right. I think that this is. Katie Jessup will return. (laughs) A few good men, too. Oh, my God. More good men. More good men. And (laughs) women. A few good men use. 
<laughs> Boo. Thank you. All right. I think, uh, I think we have our, I think we have our clear winner. What do you think, Hal? I say people of the world. Mark, you already did the whole monologue. I'm not going to throw it in here. <laughs> Ken, cut me doing it. This is a way better now, time for it to happen. Listen, you want us to settle topics? You want answers? I think I'm entitled to them. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Son, we live in a world that has questions, and those questions have to be answered by us. Who's going to do it? You? Me? Yeah, of course we are. The correct answer is you can't handle the truth from a few good men. Take a look at it. Take a look at the beautiful way that it is used, how it's built to, not only built up to, but then what it expands to after that. That makes it functionally in the script a great moment. It is an iconic moment in film. It is highly quotable outside of the film you're aware of the quote even if you've never seen the movie and all those things combine to make it the best screamed movie line asked and answered oh man it was a roller coaster yeah well this topic is closed but there are many more topics to discuss so please reach out to us on twitter at we got this tweets or you can email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com or hey why don't you go to our facebook group Talk about your favorite shouted movie lines there. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And of course, thanks to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, the people of the world, for giving Hal and I a chance to sit here and yell movie lines at each other. Some of them highly inappropriate movie lines True. that are going to get real bleeped. But it's real fun to say them. We all know it's fun to swear. It's okay. It is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For Hal Loveland, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Loveland. And don't worry, everybody. We got this. We got this. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.